last year's national champion from the SEC. This year's national champion from the SEC. Who better then than the great Gabriella Lewis, SEC reporter at the next, to talk about what happened, what just happened, and what's about to happen in SEC women's basketball. Lockdown women's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi there, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Megdahl, thanking you for making us your first listen every day. You can subscribe and YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And wonderfully, it is not just me. It is the entire team over at The Next, thenexthoops.com, where we had an absurd amount of coverage this past weekend alone in Dallas. Make sure you're subscribing, $9 a month, $72 a year, because really important young journalists are doing incredible work. And that includes Gabriella Lewis, who wrote, 23 stories in March, 23 stories in March. And yet, look, you can see her here. She is not, in fact, a robot. She is a human person. Did unbelievable work covering this season, which took right through to the final game, LSU, SEC Conference, now champion of the world. Gabriella, I need to know when it was over when it was over and you had succeeded like you had done this way, what was your flex? Was it, was it this? Was it, was it the ring? What was your flex? Because you just had a sensational season. It was that 23, 22 articles. I, I think I may have miscounted on Twitter. Yeah. I, um, it's been a very exciting month. Um, been very exciting for the SEC, you know, wasn't sure this was going to be the SEC team who brought it home, but um, it, it's the one who did it. Was there another team that people thought had a good chance? You know, I've heard good things about that South Carolina team. Um, and that's that's not what happened. But, you know, I was pretty shook about that on Friday. But that's why basketball in March is cool, is uh, things, things crazy happen. It's madness. And we're even on the women's game side allowed to say that now. Thanks, yeah. NCAA. Mm-hmm. Better <laughs> late than never, I guess. So segment one, we're going to talk about the crazy stuff that just happened this past weekend that you were all over segment two, though, we're going to, and, and I did this too. You were, you were like, Oh, I did my all SEC team. And you're thinking about I'm already, I'm envisioning. I'm just like, where am I seeing Virginia tech play? Like Mm -hmm. who's coming in for Rutgers that I'm going to be able to see up close. I'm very curious about Villanova. There's a million things. And also there's this page Becker's person who's coming Mm -hmm. back to UConn. Ooh, that that could be fascinating, that's for sure. So we'll get into the future of the SEC. But first, very much here the present. I know we covered it on yesterday's podcast with the great Alex Simon, but I just want to like, and my reaction was literally, oh my God, out loud, when I saw 9.9 million people watching the national title game, that that was the number. Just take me through your thoughts about that and sort of how that came about. I mean, it's insane, right? Right. There was something like five or six million on Friday uh, during, um, you know, the final four. 
and to hit almost 10 million people is is colossal. It's, you know, the the best watched women's basketball game on the college side, at least ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I I similar I had a similar reaction of, of almost emotional. Right. Like this is huge, yeah. you know, to and I think we were expecting to have good numbers, but I'm not sure we were expecting to have numbers this good. And so, um, I mean, you, you can't you can't say how important it is. It's remarkable. And again, you know, I've covered a lot of these final fours and you felt inside like, wow, this is bigger, but it's mm-hmm. anecdotal, right? right. Uh, you know, on the political realm, you can go to like a losing political campaign rally and everyone's all for that campaign. And you're just like, oh, it, it, it's happening. And then you you look at the poll and it's like, no, in fact, you're going to lose two to one, you know? And right. so to actually be seeing it verified like that was really significant. I do think though, Angel Reese is a big driver of this. You know, when I've written about this, it is not a player's, not only not a player's obligation, it's not a player's capability to lift the sport by herself. It's there needs to be the platform, there needs to be the availability, all of these things play a part. But I just think Angel Reese, and I talked to her a little bit about it post game, she understands how to capture a moment. She has the ability to be able to put it in modern media technology. She, I mean, when I say she is a TikTok queen, there are people who will say that disparagingly. And I, I absolutely not. You are using mass media in precisely the way to reach people where they live. I, I mean, do you think I'm overstating that? Or do you think that her ability to meet the moment is significant in this point in time? Absolutely. No, I mean, she hit a million followers on Instagram this morning. I, I believe that she had only like 600,000 a couple weeks ago. I, I could be wrong on exactly the numbers, but I know she hit a million this morning. That's huge. Wow. She's got 17. A million? Did yeah, she really? a million? Yeah. And she has 17 NIL deals. I think she has the most of potentially anyone. Um, no, I, I think she she understands social marketing. LSU is brought on a person to just just do that with them do partnerships um and so i think she she's a genius in the marketing world and i also think that she's very impressive with the criticism she can take and kind of that that fueling her on a social landscape because um that is very challenging i i've said i said it sunday night i said it yesterday that we have human beings who want to go police joy that we have people who want to go tell Angel Reese that she can't or shouldn't be her authentic self is something that I, I can't even comprehend it. I can't even understand. How do you have the, I don't mean you, how does a person have the audacity to think that is your role? It is not. It is not. You. you there are, people who are going to root for Caitlin Clark. There are people who are going to root for Angel Reese. There are people who are going to root for everyone under the sun and find your favorite, but stay out of her mentions. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Let her have her moment. It's not going to be the last moment, a player of her caliber. It's not going to be the last moment, a person of her character. And I mean that in both ways, right? People are going to be drawn to Angel Reese in this landscape for the next 15 years. And shame on anybody 
who tries to get in the way of that because you you can't and you won't. And, 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 and it is a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing to be right there in the room with her. Yeah. And to hear, she just didn't even hesitate, Gabriella. She was just, yeah. this is who I am. This is, you, you need to accept it or embrace it, whatever you choose to do. But I'm doing this for all the people who look like me. It was yeah. really no, nice. and I have spoken to her, you know, many times in that locker room. And, you know, it, it's, I completely agree with you. Like, she's 20 years old. You even, and even when she wasn't 20 years old, like, why are you on Twitter saying that she's all these things? Yeah. Um, but, you know, she's also like extraordinarily kind off the court. I mean, has, has treat, treats people with respect and, yeah. um, I mean, and on the court, that doesn't even matter. But, um, and then just beyond that, you know, I think she she cares about winning. She and really talked to me about how the SEC helped her find that voice. You know, that being being in the Bayou, being in Baton Rouge has like helped her find who she wants to be and being able to be completely herself. And um, you know, I did a piece a couple of weeks ago about how you know sh- her growth is intrinsically linked to this LSU growth. And to be honest, like I thought that growth was going to be over the next couple of years a little bit more, mm-hmm. and it's obviously skyrocketed. But you know, she really does have. Have um, the opportunity to to to, to grow, and, and I'm it's exciting to see a young person like that um, really skyrocket in the last year. Kim Mulkey thought it was going to happen in the next couple of years. Kim kept saying all year that LSU was ahead of schedule, and she continued to say that right on through the title game and winning it all. And I and I agree with her to be sure. But it, it, it's fascinating in that way that like. A lot of the conversation around Kim late bail or early LSU was like, well, she's got an old style. You know, she's not mm-hmm. relying on the three. Her offense is very much a throwback. And yet she succeeded. And I even asked him about this after the game. She's succeeding in that new way. She succeeded with nine new players. She is succeeding by handing power over to Angel Reese on the NIL side. You know, Kim said, you know, she doesn't do her own social media, which is probably the best for the best for like so many reasons. Right. Yeah. But bottom line is LSU has embraced the new paradigm in that way. And maybe that's more important than, you know, how many threes they take. Yeah. And also, you know, they have, she were, you know, you can say a lot about coach Mulkey and I, I think sometimes you should, right. Like uh, when I speak about her, her coaching, that's, that's kind of one thing is, but she, she knows how to recruit for her system well as well, like as well, you know, I think she's, she's growing it. And, you know, obviously they, they won because of the three the other night, Jasmine Carson was insane from three. Um, But also, you know, she knows how to recruit for, for players who are kind of of her system. And she has this reputation for being, um, a very good developer of bigs, right? You know, throughout the season, I heard from folks like I came like from bigs. I came right. here because I wanted to be developed. Ladeja Williams said that, you know, to be plain blank of like, I came to LSU because Coach Mulkey knows how to develop bigs, right? You know, Brittany Griner is potentially one of the best bigs of all time. Um, and she, you know, wanted to come to that system. It is interesting. That's a different conversation, how ready they get for the next level. Um, but yeah. Lord knows it is happening. It has happened now. LSU, your champions. And, um, you know, I want to talk to you in segment two about how they fit into the landscape along with South Carolina. So, you know, and and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So we're going to get to that in a sec. First, want to tell the good folks at home about eBay Motors. 
For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part checks the part you know the part will fit. The first time around, you just add your ride to my garage. Your ride is your car, by the way, is for the olds out there like me. And look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. It's a metaphor. You'll be back in your car driving. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So speaking of the ride, the ride that LSU is on heading into next year, no, it's not with Alexis Morris, who Angel Reese once again talked up as a potential first-round pick. I, I think there's a real opportunity for that to happen, too, mm-hmm. given the tournament she had. It is funny when you talked about the three-pointer and how, you know, nine of 12 from three in the first half is arguably the difference in that game. And oh, that yeah. is extremely not the LSU game uh, that we see in general. But, like, given what LSU has coming back, and given what South Carolina does or does not have coming back, is LSU the favorite right now as you're thinking about it? Such a good question. Uh, you know, I think they share that favorite title with potentially South Carolina. You know, a lot of polls have put LSU ahead. I'm not sure I totally agree with that. Again, I think South Carolina has a really great recruiting class coming in. LSU does as well. Um, but they retain some of these these players that are really helpful. So I, I think that's the thing with LSU, just like to rattle off some names. They're going to lose Ladeja Williams. They're going to lose Jasmine Carson. They're going to use Alexis Morris, who were all incredible, especially in this tournament. So that's oh. going to be big losses. But you keep um, – you keep Angel Reese. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. You mm-hmm. keep Angel Reese. You keep Flage Johnson. You keep Samaya Smith. You keep Katiri Poole, um, Lastier, Poa. Like, there's a lot you're keeping there. And so I think if they especially bring in some better guard play, you know, and and Kim uses the transfer portal, right? Like, she's she's yeah. maybe old school, but she's she's no stranger to that transfer portal. Um, and then on the South Carolina side, you're, you're going to lose some folks. You're definitely losing Aaliyah Boston. You're definitely losing Victoria Saxton, um, Kira Fletcher. And then there's some question marks on the rest of that senior class. Um, we're kind of soon to hear about that because there hasn't been announcements on the other side. By the time this posts, we will know yeah. for sure. But uh, yeah, I, 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 it would, I, I'll go out on a limb and say I'd be very, 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 very surprised if Zaya yeah. Cook returns. Yeah. Yeah. And Brie Beal has also announced that she's she's going to the draft. So I think but that being said, on the South Carolina side, you still have Raven Johnson and Camila Cardoso, who I just wrote a piece about. They're going to be running that. Um, Mm. And, you know, Aaliyah Boston had this moment after their loss in the presser where she she goes, I just told Raven and Raven is sitting right next to her. She goes, I just told Raven, this is your team. Um, And at that moment, I was like, all right, well, she's going to the draft. But also, yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, Um, but also it's just. You know, that's a pretty incredible statement to have from, you know, one of the best to ever do it. Yeah. And to, to, or at least in South Carolina, and to hear that, you know, you are, you, this is your team. And so I have a lot of faith in South Carolina still of they've got great recruiting and, you know, 
Camila Curtis is not coming off the bench anymore. You don't have that six, seven coming off the bench, but you've got her starting and you've got Raven Johnson, who is a very good point guard who has a great connection with her. Um, so I, I, and Bree Hall is really good too. So I think you've got a lot of talent still. There is a lot of talent. And uh, again, Dawn Staley knows how to use the transfer transfer portal as well. Yeah. Uh, to put it mildly Cardozo, of course, you know, coming right. via Syracuse. So I, Yes, I hesitate to rule either of them out. And we're not even talking about Tennessee, who turns a lot of their talent and is very compelling to me. Uh, Mississippi, much the same way as well. So there's there's a lot. uh, Mississippi State, we're not even talking about. Yeah. That is, that Don't get me started on those Mississippi teams because I won't be able to stop talking about it. (laughs) Well, but do you, so I'll put you on the spot there. Who yeah. do you think is better positioned for 2023-24, Mississippi or Mississippi State? Mississippi. I think um, Coach Yo already gets Kennedy Todd Williams out of the, the portal, who is is quite good, you know, average like 13 points, something at UNC. Yeah. Um, you still have Madison Scott, who I am very high on. I think, you know, you lose some players, but I, I just think the ability Coach Yo has on the transfer portal, and especially after this, you know, Cinderella story in the tournament – Mm-hmm. They're going to be very, very good. Do you think in the bigger picture that not South Carolina winning this championship helps the SEC's women's basketball profile? By which I mean, we talked about this. You felt this way. I felt this way all year. That conference was underrated. And then you get four of the Sweet 16. But Tennessee, for you know, what should be its own podcast, right, did not make that run and so as a made a post-patch summit ncaa run to the final four and mm-hmm. so for a lot of people i think thinking of it as like south carolina and has almost become ingrained you think lsu putting that title on the board allows that to change yeah honestly i hadn't thought about that but i think you're definitely right yeah i think you know people talked a lot about the sec of like they obviously have you know the best talent in the country with the sec or with south carolina but then you have this huge gap for the rest. And I mean, I, I heard that so many times this year. And obviously, there's some truth to that. But also, a lot of these teams, I think, should have been ranked the entire year, which I won't get into. But yeah, I agree. I think it honestly opens it up and makes it a little bit more so that, you know, it's not just South Carolina and the rest. Before we get to, I just want to talk overall impressions and look back on the year in segment three. I do first want to talk to the people at home about FanDuel. And FanDuel has this crazy thing coming. Um, You can get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. If you go download FanDuel, uh, the app, it's America's number one sports book. You bet up to $1,000, you get bonus bets back if you don't win. Just download the app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to even threes drained. you know, we'll talk about it a little bit in a moment, but you may be thinking, oh, my God, there's no basketball right now between the end of the Women's National Championship and the WNBA. There is, though, and you can find it. It's you know a little obscure, a little out there, um, but it's, it's called the NBA. And there you can bet on it at FanDuel. Apparently, you can bet on everything at FanDuel. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to learn more. 
Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And so, Gabriella, you were you were at SEC Media Day. You went and you did it in person. You went right through the SEC tournament. You covered this team through the regionals, these teams through the regionals. And it's just it's the type of comprehensive coverage I know you and I have always wanted and always cared about. You, you, you brought such a level of detail to it that um, I want to, I want to just real quickly, this is off the top of my head, but I want to read a thing you wrote from a piece a few weeks ago that has stayed with me <laughs> and it's visual and it's an image from your stories that stuck with me And then I want to hear from you about one image that stuck with you over the course of all of this coverage. And I have to scroll back quite a bit because you did so much throughout this time. But here we are. And it's from how Coach Joe and Mississippi made history. All right. And in a moment... Maples look cavernous. This is from the Mississippi went over Stanford. Once rowdy with glimmers of a comeback, as the buzzer rang, the only things that could be heard were Mississippi's gleeful chants and jumps, Coach Yo's tears of joy, and their band's victorious soundtrack. Uh, if you find a better paragraph that was written about college basketball this year, I will be shocked. Gabriella, tell me your your moment that stands out out of and, and, and I don't mean to make issues just one, but I'm curious of all of the experiences, all the arenas you were in this year. Yeah. You know, I think um, it's those moments of joy, you know, and that that's kind of another, another one. Um, but um, March is so fascinating because it's emotional and in so many ways of like, everyone has to, to lose at some point, except LCO and everyone, you know, a lot of people win and people ending their careers and, um, M wrote, who was on our staff, wrote an incredible column about that kind of grief of it all. And I just, I, I, it almost like reinvigorated my faith and emotion of, of to like, you know, see these highs and lows constantly. But, you know, I think the one that really stands out to me is getting to be on the floor when LSU went, was going to the final four, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, seeing them cut the nets, seeing them do the confetti. And, you know, that wasn't my first time, like getting to be part of the celebration. I'm so lucky that I've gotten to be on the floor for these things, but, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing people like they, they didn't think they were going to get there. I think a lot of them and, you know, just getting to see the elation on, on people's faces and to be so happy. And, um, you know, then they end up obviously going and winning it all, but um, it's, it's a really special thing to get to see someone achieve a goal like that. And so I think that was probably the moment that has really stuck out with me. And, and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, my job is not to, to celebrate LSU, but it's, it's, it brings emotion to you to see someone like having one of the best moments of their life. You, you must bring an unbiased perspective to it. That is fundamentally different from being emotionally unaffected by seeing the highs and the lows of people at moments in their lives that the way I think of it is like, that will be in the first line in your obit someday, you know, people's lives are being defined in front of us. And if, if, if you, if you, you write about it with the detachment. If you don't feel something when you do it, I, I don't really understand. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Those two things are different. Well, 
I want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen today. Um, but again, and, and I just, I feel for you because you see these people on social media. Don't be one of these people who's like, you know, oh, um, the, this season ended. There is no basketball, right? Mm-hmm. You hear that all the time. Everyone's so focused on women's basketball that they miss that there is, in fact, men's basketball, too, right? That's usually how it goes on social media. The person who sounds ridiculous is the one who's saying, oh, the women's season ended. Now there's no basketball. Right. Do I have that right? Or Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was tempted to think that. But believe it or not, and this is I want you to know this because right in your market in Atlanta, there is a team playing in. Wait, 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 wait. They're called the Hawks and they play in Mm -hmm. the NBA. It's called the National Basketball Association. Right. Um, I don't I don't know if they're a playoff team or they're not, or if they fired their coach or if Trey Young has brought drama. Um, but you know who does? The the people at Game to Dame NBA. So you should make your second listen, Game to Dame NBA, every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Dame covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Dame to Dame on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. So, yeah, you can learn about the Hawks. And even um, in New York, I hear there's multiple teams. Um, they're not going to go as far as the Liberty, but, um, you know, yeah, yeah, good for them. They'll fill some time for basketball until May 19th when you can get back to, you know, the WNBA. Exactly. Gabriella Lewis. SEC beat reporter extraordinaire, Atlanta Dream beat reporter extraordinaire. If you're listening and not watching, follow her at underscore Gabriella with two L's, Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. Honored to work with you and to call you a friend, Gabriella. Thanks for having me on. It's always fun. Always great. We'll be back tomorrow. We are here every weekday and Saturday. Be prepared Friday and Saturday. You're getting a double dose of the WNBA draft folks because it's coming April 10th until next time. I am Howard Meddahl wishing you all a wonderful Wednesday. Welcome to Wallet. For the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. 